You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Whether you're a dad who wants to add more tools to your fathering toolbox or a daughter who wants to connect with her dad, or even a mom who wants to support your daughter's relationship with her father, you're invited to join the conversation today. Here now is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dad Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, and I welcome you again today to this conversation, especially if you're a dad who wants to kick things up a notch to be a dialed-in dad to your daughter. You know that I love talking about the turning of your heart and not just your head toward your daughter, because when a daughter has a dad's heart turned toward her where there's engagement and bonding, that daughter will thrive. She will stand out among the rest. And dad, I want to equip you to be the dad and the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. We know the grid that guides the conversation each week, but if you're new, I'll give it to you here. It's on your mark, get set, go. So picture yourself, dad, standing ready to run your fathering race this week alongside the track. Can you picture it? There's other dads next to you. You're cheering each other on in the relay And I'm on the sideline saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme. Get set as I'm going to fill that in with stories and stats. And go is always your practical action step so that you can put your love for your daughters and your sons into action this week. I've got a guest host joining me today who is none other than, drumroll, my husband, Dr. Ken Canfield. Welcome, Ken. Oh, thank you, Michelle. (laughs) I am so delighted to be with you today to talk about something that is very close to our heart and will help superpower you dads into something that is profound and lifelong. Exactly. And before we tell them on your mark, the title, I just want to tell you, you probably already know about Ken, but he founded the National Center for Fathering in 1990. You can go to fathers.com where there's lots of resources. You can read more about him. He also founded the National Association for Grandparenting, and you can go to grandkidsmatter.org. He's involved in a lot of other, I would say, uh, what would you say, ventures, adventures across the nation the first, or the world. Really. The first which is being married to you. <laughs> I know. I love being married to you, babe. And so here today, we are coming together to talk about something that we're both passionate about. In fact, some of this is most likely going to be your next book. He's written 12 books. Uh, probably the most famous is The Seven Secrets of Effective Fathers. I also love your Heart of a Father book. And it's interesting, your heart of grandparenting, I happened to have endorsed that back in the day. Thank you very much. We have a long history of friendship, and then God led us together almost three years ago. So today, with that being said, on your mark, the title we've come up with is simply Building a Bible-Based Bond with Your Daughter. I love alliterations or ways to make things stick. And so today, say that with me again out loud, man. Building a Bible-based bond with your daughter. Because Ken and I both love the fact that every day we read the Word, sometimes together, a lot of times separate. And so this idea of setting a foundation, a base in your daughter's life with the way you engage her with the Bible, 
will set a foundation for the rest of her life. And today we're going to give you lots of practical ideas, men, about how to do just that, aren't we? Absolutely. Yep. So we're going to give you lots of B words today to try and sort of hang this idea on it and make it as practical as we can. So I'm going to just start by giving you the six Bs that are going to be the focus throughout our conversation, not necessarily in chronological order. We're going to weave them in and out of each other as we have a really fun, spontaneous, fluid conversation. So Bible, build, base, behavior, bond, beginnings. Mm. Okay, so those are the six Bs. Bible, build, base, behavior, bond, and beginnings. So I'm going to start with the Bible. Since we're talking about it, I figured this would be a good place to start. Good idea. I want to read you Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. God put these words down on paper through someone writing them to really express his heart. He goes on to say, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. So back to this idea of heart turn and what a heart turn looks like for men is really woven into the scripture from God as a father, a heavenly father to us. But he goes on to say, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them. So today we're talking about a dad-daughter bond. Yes. And this idea of the word being bound or binding them on your foreheads is so powerful. Mm -hmm. How do you get the word on you and in you is really what we're talking about. And the last verse in that segment is write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So we're going to be talking about a lot of the things woven in that passage, which is why I wanted to start there. Great. So there's the Bible, the base, building. We're talking about how you can build that base today. One other thing I want to say, and then I'm going to turn the mic over to Ken, but that's that a new study just came out January of 23 from the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University, guided by Dr. George Barna and Dr. Tracy Munsell. And it was titled, How the Faith of Americans has shifted since the start of the pandemic. And Ken, do you know what I found so powerful about this study? People can Google it. You know, it's Barna's CRC, American Worldview Inventory. So that's Mm -hmm. how you can just Google those words, find it yourself. It's long. But here's what I found so powerful is they are saying 15 million fewer Americans are attending church weekly now in 23 than in 2020. Probably not surprising for most of us. Sure. But then they went on to say that there has been a seismic change, including a 42% decline Mm. in born-again Christian adults who believe they have a God-given purpose. Mm. So I do not know exactly that we can describe what's happened during the pandemic, but this research shows there has been, I I would say, a a phenomenon where the bottom has fallen out Mm -hmm. of a base in our country. Mm -hmm. So what better time than to have the Bible be the base Mm -hmm. when we may look around us and feel like we've lost a moral compass as a nation, et cetera, et cetera. And the last thing I'll just note here is that declines in biblical behavior, so that behavior is one of the Bs today. In this study, they showed a 35% drop in people adopting biblical behaviors 
and being deeply committed to practicing their religious faith. Ken, it went from 85% down to 50, Mm -hmm. that there has been a significant shift in people saying, I'm not, I'm not adopting biblical behaviors anymore. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So today I want to hear from you, Ken, about what is really going on in your mind, in your heart, as you have a finger on the pulse of fathering and what's Mm -hmm. happening in the nation. And we're here today to strengthen dads to help build that biblical base. Yeah. Okay. First of all, dad, you're the deal maker in this. You're the resurrection power of bringing about truth that is going to change hearts and bond your family together. And I would say this, Michelle, as I think about this, we've kind of scrubbed the word out of the American culture. In 1980, there was a court, Supreme Court law that said you had to take the Ten Commandments out of any school classrooms. And so so we get this kind of ripped out, you know, and then you have also this whole idea of we we got to be in instead of looking up something that's historic and powerful, which is at the foundation of this country and so many others right now, where we're moving on to kind of a relativism. So this is the deal. Dads get scripture back into the picture. Now, what I mean by that is your life is a picture. And this scripture you read in Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. do it literally. Now, one thing we did, we just had joy in raising five kids, is we had their names on plaques and we had a scripture verse below it and we put it in their rooms. So they were reminded of what not only their name meant or a scripture that aligned with what we believe God gave us in the gift through them. And so when that is looked at and mm. memorized and it's on the doorpost, so to speak, no on a nice plaque, it brings back the depth of what God wants to do and purpose in your life. And it's tied to something that supersedes us, as it says in scripture again, the grass, it withers, it dies, the flowers fade, but, but the, the word, word of our God yes. stands forever. And just integrating that with the joy of your fathering and the privilege of being a dad. You know what I love that you're talking? When you say we, just for those listening, Ken was married to a wonderful woman, Dee, for 42 years. Uh, two months. Two months and five days. days. Okay, yeah. I was trying to remember that. So he had a foundation with his first wife yes. instilling the word of God in yes. these kids' lives who are now all adults and married. Yes. And now, as we are partnering together, loving where I have the privilege of loving his kids and grandkids is we both came together with a mutual love for the Bible. Absolutely. So it is really infiltrating our family now in, in a greater way now that I'm here with you yes. than it was for me on my own. And I love that. So what we're talking about today isn't just, you know, ideas out of a book. Right. These are things we have lived for decades yes. and seen the fruit. Yes. Because even though we can look out and go, oh, you know, our our nation's going to, what do people say, hell, right. a handbasket. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No, it's, no. You get to bring a base of biblical knowledge and truth to your home. Yes. And it doesn't matter what's happening yeah. outside. And to add in and just give texture to this, my wife passed away and it was suffering. And you know what helped me through that suffering, Michelle? You knew mm-hmm. it was God's truth and word that not only is she in another place that's better because of what she went through, 
But that is the enduring word that I'm carrying on and that she also left as a heritage together with me as we are together now. You know what? I just remembered this, Ken. You know, you and I didn't know we were going to be married. We've been colleagues no. for a decade. Friends. Yes. You know, you wrote the foreword to my first book. Yeah. I knew your wife. We had a, a, a friendship. She was on a prayer team for me. So this came unexpected for both of us. But you know what I remember is in some of those final days where Dee was suffering. And I remember we had, you know, kind of had a business call. And you said to me, I'm being refreshed right now by the life of David. Yes. I don't know if you even remember that. Well, because it, it so struck me. Is I mean, no. here you were suffering, but you were being refreshed by the story of another guy in the Bible. Yes. Who yes. went through the trenches. You got it. And the Psalms, they were made to sing. And what did they sing about? A lot of suffering. You got that so right. mm-hmm. they, again, the word of God lifted me up as the will for you, dad, wherever you are in your marriage or family life. And in that relationship with the beautiful gift of having a daughter that you've been given. So now I want you to talk about beginnings. That was a word that really resonated with you as we were preparing for this talk. Well, you don't want to despise small beginnings. So all I'm saying today is take the first step. And that may be getting into the word yourself. One of the best ways is to have a plan to read through. Now, Michelle, you and I have been reading through the Bible together the last three years, Mm -hmm. and it has been so empowering. As we read a chronological Bible from beginning to end, starts in Genesis, ends in Revelation. January to December. You got it. And it's interesting, three or four chapters a day, how it comes to life as we think of doing life together. So, Dad, I don't know where you are today, but beginning somewhere... Get a chronological Bible and start in that day. And you may miss a day or two, but you can pick up and just keep going. So don't despise, and this is from one of the prophets in the Old Testament, the days of small beginnings. The same with your kids. And if you initiate it as a model, guess what? They're looking who to follow. There's no better person out there than you as a man, as a male, as a leader, and as their dad. And you know what? I want to I want to just share this too is I've, you know, read the Bible for years since I was a little girl. I said yes to Jesus at 6 years old and I I was one of those kids that just really loved quote unquote feeding, eating mm-hmm. eating the word, feeding on the word and memorized scripture I have through my whole life. But I had never done the chronological Bible until you can cuz you've been leading groups for a number of years through the chronological Bible where, for example, it might like have right now this week we're reading in First Samuel and First Chronicles because it's the same story mm-hmm. in different books. Mm-hmm. And so they will be in the same reading for that day. But dad, here's what I want you to hear. You may not be a guy that really wants to go do a Bible study. You don't know what to do. Come on. It's all built in for you day by day by day. And here's the thing I would throw in men is one of the things my dad did with us when we were kids is he learned this from another dad. So my dad had no model of a father, right? His dad died homeless in Chicago. It was survival of the fittest. Mm. You probably heard me talk about that. My dad was really kind of left to raise himself much of the time. So another dad said, you know, 
get up early and have family devotions with your kids. Yeah. And so my dad would go, we're getting up 15 minutes early. We're going to read through Living Proverbs, that proverb for the day. Yes. We're going to read this Bible story out of a book. That's practical. But another thing he did was said, he said to us, we're going to memorize James 1. We're going to memorize you know, I, it's funny, I said remember instead of memorize, but really those words go hand in hand, mm-hmm, don't they? Mm-hmm. If you memorize the word, you're going to remember it when you need it, which is true today. Yeah. I could quote much of this, James 1, Psalms 1, Romans 12, and these scriptures, 1 Corinthians 13, the whole chapter has been hidden in my heart, like it says in Psalm 119, so that you don't sin, right? Mm-hmm. You have the scriptures mm-hmm. in you to draw on when it's hard, and then we would get a reward. So I was the oldest of four girls. I had the longest section of scripture to memorize. Mm -hmm. And then it went down by age so that it was, you know, really doable. Right. I still remember, like we would get a whole Saturday fun day. Mm -hmm. Start out with donuts. Then we'd go putt-putt golfing. Bribery. Exactly. (laughs) So dad, why not do what my dad does? Yeah. And, and come up with a passage. Maybe I'm giving you some right now. Yes. Memorize them together mm-hmm. and then set a reward for mm-hmm. everyone doing it. So again, my dad had no role model of how to be a, a Christian dad who led. Yeah. But if you want to set a foundation, a base in your daughter's life and your son's, of course, while bonding her to you and to God as a father. That's the most important. Memorize scripture put them on cards. We would write them up on the board in our kitchen. And you are going to see that when your daughter has God's word tucked inside her heart, it will lead her well to her life. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. You know, reminds me real quick of how important your words are, dad. When you bless your daughter, when you see things to encourage her, lift her up or comfort her during times of difficulty. But how powerful are the words of another father. Now listen closely. You are going to succeed because you're vested. You're a dad. There is a heavenly dad. So the father of all fathers is going to empower you to sync up what's going to be long lasting in your daughter's heart and life. There's nothing better than that. And you internalizing that personally and then sharing that will be a deal maker. And you know, some dads may say, I am not good at memorizing. Sure they will. I am not good at reading. Yes. I want to encourage you. Come on. Even if you're not naturally inclined to memorize. Yes. When you write things, I've done scripture memory programs, if you will, writing verses on three by five cards and carrying them with me, reading them out loud three times a day, for example. What if you got three by five cards, everyone in your family sits around, After dinner, yep, that's a little side thing, encouraging you to eat meals together at least once a week, if not more. Everybody can write in their own handwriting that verse on the card, carry it with you. Another idea is get a whiteboard, Mm -hmm. and you could lead something like this, Dad. You write the verse out. Okay. Then you let the first kid in your family go up and erase one word. Everybody reads it out loud. You erase one word and keep reading it. Then the next child comes up. Race is another word, but your brain remembers the word that was just there. Yes. And all of a sudden, you'll discover that everyone has memorized that one verse. Why not do one a week? Oh, that's doable. By the end of the year. Yeah, take it simple. You've got 52 verses that you didn't have at the beginning of of the year, and that could be a practical way that you, Dad, 
could lead the train, lead the trek in bringing the Bible as a base into your home. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. What were you going to say, Ken, before I take a break? Oh, I got to say, start with the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Oh, do you know where it's found? In Mark. No, isn't it John eleven thirty five? Whoa, Dance, you better go check it out and then tell us. Okay, well, we, we got it. We haven't looked at that for a long time. Wept. Jesus wept. wept. There you go. And erase and get it. And even the youngest children right. get that. What did Jesus do? Oh, I he, love it. He, he did cried. what? And who was that that cried? And who was yeah. he crying for? Oh, That's my good. goodness. There you got it. See, we're making it practical. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I have Dr. Ken Canfield, my husband, with me here today, and we're giving you practical ways to bring the Bible into your home. We'll be right back. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So, to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield here today talking with my husband, Dr. Ken Canfield, and the title on your mark, we've been filling it in for the get set, section of this conversation is simply building a Bible-based bond with your daughter. Of course, these things also work with your sons, but let's keep the conversation going. Ken, I want to hear some more stories about what you did as a dad to five kids mm -hmm. growing up where you learned, I would say, on the job. Of course. Because your dad did not model no. any of this no. to of so. how to bring the Bible yeah. into real life. Okay. Well, Here's a story, and it gets back to the B. This is the build part of it. Mm. Now, we talked about getting scripture in the picture, putting it around, getting that name plaque, putting the word on the wall, any way creatively that you can think of. But let the word be heard. And this mm. is what I used to do. It's simple. It's just reading a short passage and then looking at the kids and saying, hey, what do you think about that? And Michelle, I remember one Sunday afternoon I was reading and, you know, I had to get kind of enthused about the word. And we were reading through the book of Acts and that portion where the apostle at that time, his name was Saul, was struck by light, mm -hmm. knocked off the donkey and blinded, had to be led into town, had somebody come pray over him. And then he got his side back. And so I'm telling the kids and I'm thinking, oh, I did a really good job because I you know, mimicked all the actions and so forth. And one of my daughters, Sarah, I have three daughters, Hannah, Sarah, and Rachel. She says to me, Dad, that was so neat how God used a laser to knock Paul down <laughs> and blind him. And I look back at the Bible, it says, uh, Sarah, it didn't say anything about a laser. And she That's looks awesome. back at me and said, Dad, it was. 
because he was the only one that was blinded and nobody else. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, your kids, God gives insight to your kids. And I never have forgotten how powerful that is. So reading simple Bible stories and saying, what do you think about that? How would you feel if you were Saul? Or how about being that donkey or the guy that was called to pray? So let the word be heard. And it's you just reading. Remember, if you're leading, you got to be reading. And we, as dads, it's our voice that adds a sense of depth and authority. Notwithstanding moms, too. So this is a dad and mom thing, but dads, you have a profound role to fulfill right here. And if you are a dad who says, I don't know where to start, I don't want to do the whole chronological, that's just, that's too big of a starting goal. Yes. Then you just heard Ken say he started in the book of Acts because that's where the whole action came and it's about action. Yes. So if you've got sons, they're going to love daughters too, of course, but some of these action stories, you're right, I I shouldn't say girls wouldn't love it too. You're just talking about your daughter loving it, but you get to... Help your kids connect with parts of scripture as you read them. Pass the Bible around. Yes. Your kids each read a, a verse. Oh, good. And then you get to say to them, do you want to act it out? Or what does it mean to you? Yes. Or do you have any questions? And as you can tell, Dad, I always end with a go step. I want you to be choosing one of the things that Ken and I talk about today that you will put into action this week. Yes. Because we're weaving all kinds of ideas, Mm -hmm. some that you have done, Ken, some that my dad did with me, some of the things that I even do now. In fact, another idea, this is maybe a build idea, Dad, is I had had this idea as, you know, coming into the Canfield family that when, when the kids and the grandkids come stay with us, I wanted to put a verse on a three by five card. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, it's taken me over a year to finally do it. So oh, I had the idea. Yeah. But on their last, one of the families that was just here, six of them, I did it this mm-hmm. last time in the last month. And I wrote to each one, put mm-hmm. their name on one side of the card. And on the other side, I put a verse in my own handwriting. Because I think there's something about that that stands out from technology. Yes. And it was so cool because... I honestly forgot that I'd done it. I put it before they came. And then you told me afterwards, you know, one of them came up to you and said, hey, you know, Michelle left this on my bed. And I was so touched by that. Yeah, it was actually Michi. It was the grandma name there. But dad, that might be something you do is put one verse on your kid's phone, put it on their bed on a card in your own handwriting, but make that one verse theirs for that day that week. Yeah. So we know a good number of moms are listening right now. You can do this, mom, as an encouragement to a dad and and me as a granddad, I heard. Now, two resources we got to get out because this is so important. It didn't uh, exist when I was raising my kids, but there's nothing better. I bought it for all the grandkids' families, the Action Bible. Oh, my goodness. I've seen that. Oh, yes. It's got the best. A New York Times comic guy became a believer, and he took the whole Bible. It is a powerful tool. I mean, when it gets into Daniel and the lion's den, there's Daniel and the lions. And another one that I know is a good resource, it's the Bible app. Oh my goodness. it's awesome. You may feel that, hey, I don't know those names in the Old Testament. They're kind of hard to pronounce. You know, do I need to practice? 
the Bible app has some incredible tools. I've been using it for years now. Make sure you have that for your younger children yeah. or grandchildren or even as they mature up to 10, 12 years old. They love it. And it's got so many other mm. ancillary tools like colors and memory and so forth and that you noises. can add. Oh, and yes. In fact, I want to comment on both the things you just said, Ken, because one of them is that with our grandkids who are mm-hmm. younger, some of you listening have younger kids. It's it's the U version, I think it is, on, yes. on your app store. It's a little yellow background with a Jesus head cartoon. Exactly. It's free. Mm-hmm. And your kids will interact with Bible stories. And then your little ones can press different buttons yes. on your phone, on the app. Yes. And it'll throw like a tree that throws a pineapple. Yeah. Yes. The, the animals make noises. Yes. And we have found so many times they will take our phone and mm. in the car instead of, you know, not that video games or whatever aren't fun, but why not combine their interest in technology yes. with learning the word? And then I'm going to go back to the other thing you mentioned about the Action Bible. Yes. I forgot about that, Ken, but I remember one of the times where you got the Action Bible, it looks like cartoons, right. super vibrant colors. For one of the families, one of your kids and their their kids, and it was open on the counter, and I can still picture one of the granddaughters. I say one of our granddaughters. I'll keep her name right. quiet here, but just for confidentiality. But she's sitting on the counter with you, looking over your shoulder, turning the pages, yes. and just mesmerized by the word because it was in a form that drew her to it. Yes, age appropriate. Age appropriate. Absolutely. Okay, I want to ask you another story to share. You as a dad once had one of your kids had a speech impediment. Yeah. And I love the story of what you did with the Bible. Share that story. Glad to. Well, the book of Proverbs is simple. It's somewhat rhythmic. And so you get these pithy sayings and they're very short one verse, and it's powerful. So I started reading with his child one a day, and I had alternating me read, and then they read one, and it was profound. And this impediment and challenge was really addressed, but what were we reading? God's truth and word. And I guarantee that child has grown Mm -hmm. into a mature adult who understands the wisdom that the Proverbs give. And so just doing simple things like alternating reading and sharing and talking about that one-on-one. And was it hard for for that child to read at first? Because you're saying- Absolutely. So this yes. was a yeah, bit they laborious. Were, oh yeah, they were learning to read and so forth. And they were going from uh, sight to phonetics and so oh. forth. So we just sat. And, you know, it's going to take time, but that time is valuable time. And I can tell you, it has paid off multiple ways in his life. In fact, he actually has the book of Ephesians on his wall and memorizes the whole book. Sure, sure. And I think that that foundation that you set years ago, no doubt, has taken root in his heart and his life. And I think sometimes dads, you have to remember that phrase that more is caught than taught. Mm -hmm. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that Ken loves the word. And yet here you have kids that have taken that and may even love it more than you. I know I know you can't really quantify, no. but I love the fact that that has been passed on even though you didn't have that role model from your dad. So yeah. dad, you can you can start today, that small beginnings today to build a Bible base. 
And I want to springboard up something you said, Ken, about about Proverbs, Mm -hmm. is that when I was in eighth grade, we had a lady at our church that made cakes for a living. Mm -hmm. And my parents surprised me and had her make me an eighth grade graduation cake. Guess what? She could have done anything, flowers, you know, for a girl, could have done a little, you know, a diploma with a little graduation cap. Nope. I mean, she had a little of that stuff she did on the side. But on the top, I can still see it was this white cake, Mm multi-layer, round cake, super yummy. But Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 was on the top of it. Oh, boy. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight I still remember that today. Can't tell you what flavor the cake was. Well, the icing is just the now, now you, cream on the top. Exactly. Yeah. But you, Dad, might go, okay, that's super cheesy. Like, yeah. I'm not really into making cakes. I know. Yeah. But you could order a cake sure. with a verse on it. I mean, oh how's my. that How's that for a little variation? On a little cake? witness to the baker right there. Okay, you you want what? And then they're going to say, now, where does this come from? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Exactly. And then you expand God's truth. In places where it needs to be. Okay. I know we are we are running out of time, but there's so much fun in this conversation, Kit. Yes. But I want to tell another Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 story. Dad, find a tune. I mean, it could be anything from Let It Go. It could be any tune. It could be something you loved, a pop song, that you are maybe your family already knows the melody. And put a verse in there. Put a verse in a song, a tune you already know. Another idea, if any of you are, are musicians like me, is with my sister who's 14 years younger, Ken. I remember when she was probably about six, seven, eight, right in there. Uh-huh. She sat on the piano bench right to my right, and I said, let's learn Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 together. And I would plunk a note, mm-hmm. and then she would plunk a note. Mm-hmm. And we had the verse sitting right in front of us. Awesome. I still remember the tune that she and I came up with should, should I just hum a little bit, sing a little bit? Sure. <laughs> You're like, what, what do you say? Uh, okay, here it is. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, put God first and he will make your path straight. I yes. still remember this from like four decades ago. So just think about this. You just told a story about having an eighth grade graduation cake. And what did you do? You later, when you're an adult or yeah. older, you made up a song. So that was so embedded in you. Now, this is also building on something that we did with the kids. We constantly, Michelle, had music in the house, mm-hmm. scripture songs. I mean, they are powerful ways to remember. You know, if you think about those times during the Reformation where they took barroom tunes and then they spun, right. you know, a mighty fortresses are God. That, what? That came from a barroom tune? Yeah, just do the history, take a look. And you will see music empowers memory because you're doing bilateral stimulation, so to speak. Right, left hemisphere. And, you know, I even remember with one of my nieces back in the day is, I can't even tell you who sang this song, but it was out of the book of Psalms, and it was, some may trust in horses, some may trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of our God. 
it was scripture hmm. by somebody else. Yes. So you're not inclined to make yeah. up a song or you don't know how to write them. You can Google something. You can find scripture and then put that in. And what I knew is that this was really resonating with my young niece because mm-hmm. she would say, can you play it again? Hmm. Can you play it over again? And over And she loved the rhythm and the power of that song. Yeah. So there's another way to make scripture sing, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. I know we're running out of time. Yeah. You got any last great points that could be go steps for these dads? I do. As those children mature through the teenage years and even into adulthood, just remember this. If you're concerned about their behavior, have them memorize some scriptures about the Savior. Oh, say that again. If if you're you're concerned about about their their behavior, behavior. have them memorize scripture about the Savior. I love that. Now, the reason that's so important is we all have behavioral opportunities, you know. That's a good way to put it. (laughs) And there's the spirit. (laughs) Yeah. And if you can have some place where you have memorized it Mm -hmm. and then put it out and then just with them, you know, say, what's that scripture about? You know, your eyes looking in the right place or having this commitment to purity. What are the blessings associated with that? And you know what else they could do? What? When you just said that about your eyes, it made me think, if you have little kids, Mm -hmm. have them draw pictures of the verse. So you're putting out paper, right? And you're making that really stick because that's the right brain getting Mm -hmm. a snapshot of what that verse looks like in art. So there's another way to do it. Oh my goodness, Ken, we could keep talking about this. I hope you can hear the enthusiasm in our voice, you know, voices as we talk about this because we love the word so much and we want to equip you as dads to lead, Mm -hmm. as you had said earlier, Ken. So I have one more question for you. Okay. Let's end with each of us sharing one or two verses that are our favorites about how the Bible has really taken root in our lives and been a base that we have drawn on. And I'll start. Okay. And then I'll let you go. Go. Uh, Psalm 23. Again, that was one that we learned as a family when I was young. And it is my go-to now when I can't sleep. And I visualize the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hmm. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I visualize that I'm a sheep on a pasture with Jesus as my shepherd. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. And when I quote that verse, that verse by verse of Psalm 23, it really has been a go-to for me for so much of my life. Mm. And I just wanted to share that as as really a scripture that I have held on to, a passage that I've held on to for years. Good. Three quick things. We all know the Lord's Prayer. That's Mm. scripture. Teaching your kids the prayers of Jesus, the prayers of Paul, Moses, others had prayers. That's something important for me personally. Therefore, since I've been justified by faith, I have peace with God through my Lord Jesus Christ, through whom I have access access into this grace in which I now stand. Romans 5, 1 and 2, that's been powerful. And one mm-hmm. real quick one, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, I can't, but Christ can, yeah. and that's my hope. Okay, it's funny that you just said I have one more, because I have one more too. And it's Psalm 119, 68. And through a lot of, I would say that, my really hard counseling years where I was having to deal with a lot of trauma and abuse. And it was really hard for me to read the Bible. I just couldn't concentrate. And I sure. that's why I would listen to worship and, and music. It seemed to bypass the hard 
places inside of me that were hurting. Mm -hmm. Not that I was hardened, but I meant it just felt like stuff was hard to do. Mm -hmm. And that's where music can go down into our soul, mm -hmm. even when we're struggling. And so I put that verse, Psalm 1968, you are good, God, and what you do is good. You are good, yeah. and what you do is good. And I would say this doesn't feel good, it doesn't seem good, but if that's what you say, mm -hmm. I'm going to believe it. And I'm going to actually close with putting that song into your ears from my heart to yours, because I put that one also to music. You are good, and what you do is good. You are good, and what you do is good. Even when I haven't understood, you have kept your promise because you said you would. I believe your promise because you said you would. So there you go. This Spontaneous songs emerging. <laughs> singing whisper today. <laughs> you're right. You're right. There you go. The dad singer. I guess we could do variations on the theme. Well, Ken, I've loved having you here today. Thank you so much for You're sharing welcome. stories in your heart. And I trust that you have felt he and I surrounding you mm -hmm. really saying, we want to encourage you, Dad, to step up and lead. So today on your mark has simply been building a Bible-based bond with your daughter. We know this also applies to your sons. We've given you lots of action steps, go steps. You might have to listen to this again. But if you can right now, choose one of them. That's your action step, your go step so that you can put your love for your daughter and your son into action. Well, this wraps up another week's program. It's been great to be here with you all. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart. Go Dads! Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. To find out how you can invite Dr. Michelle for your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com and click on the speaking tab. That's drmichellewatson.com. Dr. Michelle loves bringing practical insights she gleaned over the past few decades to audiences of teenagers, young adults, men's groups, or women's forums. Once again, go to drmichellewatson.com, that's drmichellewatson.com, for more information on the books, resources, and blogs that she has available. Remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the next edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield.